our vagina-owning patients were starting to send their partners to us, and oftentimes they were penis owners. In order to protect your sexual health, we need to also care for the sexual health of your partners. Your health impacts their health and vice versa. Hello, you are listening to Healthcare Strategies Industry Perspectives, the short series from Healthcare Strategies that chronicles several conversations we had with technology experts at the Health 2023 conference. Sexual health is an essential part of overall well-being. However, stigmas and lack of access to care often get in the way of pursuing a healthy sex life or resolving medical concerns. Daphne Chen, co-founder and co-CEO of TBD Health, sat down with me to discuss how to broaden sexual health awareness, both in the public and among healthcare professionals, and the power that digital health and telehealth tools have to expand access to care. Here's what she had to say. Welcome to Healthcare Strategies, Daphne. Thank you for having me. Great to get to actually do this in person and to sit down with you. So uh, let's start off by just introducing yourself to our audience and tell us a little about who you are and uh, what your background is. Sure. Uh, so I am the co-founder and co-CEO of TBD Health, which is a hybrid sexual health care platform that makes sexual health care as affordable, accessible, and approachable as possible, because it can often be a very intimidating, very stigmatizing experience to seek sexual health care for a lot of people, and that leads to folks putting off seeking care for things like STI testing or birth control, especially in areas where they feel like they can't find a provider that they can trust with the intimate details of their sex life. And so I started the company with a good friend of mine, Stephanie Esty. And we've seen each other kind of navigate sexual health over the last 13 years of knowing each other and being close friends. And some of the challenges that we faced, we knew that other women also faced. Um, Things like getting thrown out of doctor's offices because they decided that they didn't want to provide the kind of care that we thought we needed. And Mm. something that happened to me when I was 22 and I was seeking an IUD. And I remember this doctor told me to come back when I had found a long-term boyfriend. And for me, that felt like a very disenfranchising experience. And I didn't feel like I was an active participant in my own healthcare. And so for us, it's very important that sexual healthcare be destigmatized, be sex positive, be trauma-informed and culturally competent so that people feel comfortable seeking the care that they need. Um, So we have clinics in two states. We have clinics in Denver and Las Vegas, here in Las Vegas. (laughs) And then we also have a telemedicine practice in all 50 states. So we can support you with things like at-home STI testing, birth control consults, erectile dysfunction consults, and and a growing list of services from there. Oh, that's awesome. So I'd love to just talk a little bit about those taboo subjects since they are taboos and they shouldn't be. What are a couple of areas right now that you're seeing a lot of your patients kind of coming from or coming to you about that you think deserves more attention in the healthcare space and more broadly in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, I think within sexual health, pretty much most of it is stigmatized, right? Just even the discussion of having sex with a healthcare provider, it's a foreign experience for a lot of people. And it's because doctors and nurses aren't trained in school to have these discussions, right? 70% of PCPs actually indicate that they're uncomfortable talking to patients about sex. And so if you don't have the ability to go to a provider to talk about your concerns or your needs or just your questions, um, then a lot of people end up turning to to the internet where there's quite a lot of misinformation. Um, Mm -hmm. Anybody with an internet connection can say whatever they want. And so that's how misinformation can spread and how 
it can be kind of a, a terrifying doom loop of maybe not medically sound advice. Uh, so for us, we, let, we started with STIs because it's one of the first sexual health routines you have to build when you become sexually active, which in the United States, on average, you're 15 years old when that happens. And so if you come from a place where you might not have robust sexual education mm-hmm. or where you might not be able to talk to your parents who also might not have had robust sexual education and you can't go to a provider that you trust, um, it can be a very isolating experience. And we want to be that trusted trusted resource for you as you navigate different stages of sexual health in your lifetime. So STIs, even birth control, we've heard a lot of uh, folks come to us thinking that birth control is prophylactic for STIs as well. And that's something that we're seeing a trend in with folks who are really young. And so we see that as our mission to provide you reliable information that supports whatever sex life you want to have. So long as it's consensual, we want you to have it. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, And since we are at Health 2023, I thought it would be appropriate also to ask about, you know, you just mentioned the telehealth factor. I imagine there's a lot of challenges, though, too, with like trying to assess kind of a patient's sexual health over, over telehealth. Can you talk about some of the challenges and how telehealth providers can overcome those um, and increase sexual health awareness, at least through that kind of a format? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think I just I was kind of down on the Internet a little bit just now because of all the misinformation. But the wonderful thing about the Internet is that it does allow us to provide access to care to places where resources simply aren't available. There are many healthcare deserts across the United States um, where an internet connection is kind of a lifeline for them to be able to connect with a qualified provider. So telemedicine can do a lot. It can't do everything. And that's part of the reason why we have a hybrid care model because it can't replace in-person care entirely. But it can do basic things that um, that are really useful and critical for people's sexual health maintenance and Things like birth control consultations can be done really effectively over telemedicine. Things like taking a sexual history and having a conversation about your sexual health needs or your sex goals, that can be done very effectively. Connecting with a sex coach can be done via telemedicine very effectively. And so as a modality, telemedicine is a a really kind of democratizing tool. but I can't do everything. And I think that that's something that we're all starting to realize. And it can also be used in nefarious ways, which I think we're also starting to see in some ways. To pivot just a little bit, I know we talked earlier about how you you started out on a women's health track and and bringing sexual health and sexual health awareness to women. And then you kind of broadened a bit and are now also addressing sexual health amongst men. And could you talk a little bit about that that pivot and kind of what led to that and what your what sort of trends you're seeing now in the male space. Yeah, so we definitely started out as a service for vagina owners because there need to be more safe spaces for vagina owners that are focused on their needs and, and treating them from a whole person perspective. We felt that was really lacking in the market. But what started happening organically to our surprise is that our vagina owning patients were starting to send their partners to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oftentimes they had they were penis owners. And so What that taught us, which makes a lot of sense in hindsight, is that in order to protect your sexual health and and care for your sexual health, we need to also care for the sexual health of your partners, right? Um, Your health impacts their health and vice versa. And so one of the things we learned there was also that a lot of penis owners just don't know where to go for sexual health. They don't necessarily have a touch point like a gynecologist or an OB-GYN. 
in order to ask these kind of routine questions about sexual health. They're often relying on their partners to tell them where to go or relying on urgent care as a replacement for a PCP relationship. So we've started broadening access to everybody across the gender spectrum. And for us, that started to make a lot of sense because again, folks have different partners or different relationship models that people ascribe to um, and being able to treat them all and care for them all is the way that we are actually able to make an impact on vagina owners lives and health so it's been yeah it's been a really organic transition but it makes a lot of sense I mean we talk a lot about social determinants of health and we talk a lot about you know things like housing and stuff but like relationships are also kind of encompassed in that and the way that our relationships impact how we perceive health how we value our own health even can make a big difference so it's awesome that you're brought into that area as well and I guess I was also just you know wondering kind of what is exciting to you about like what's happening in this space right now especially as we are at health I keep mentioning that but it's like hard to avoid we're yeah (laughs) we're literally staring at a a sponsor page for health right now so um so I just was curious you know what is exciting in this space right now and what brought you here so I think sexual health is one of the most exciting spaces um especially kind of the hybrid care model that we've that we're developing because I think there's so many ways in which it can lead to more holistic care even, right? So I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but uh, often patients will come to us with a sexual health concern uh, and where the underlying issue is actually something that's related more to the whole system. And so an example of this is we had a penis owner patient come in for an erectile dysfunction consultation. And instead of it being an async consult, using a form where we then just kind of automatically dispense a pill. It was a much more thorough kind of investigation into their sexual history and into their lifestyle and habits. And what came out of that was a very clear need to manage this person's diabetes. And so for us, it was interesting to kind of map that journey for that patient being, I have a sexual health issue and that's what's motivating me to go seek a provider. And then from there, TBD can kind of help play that care coordination role to make sure that you're connected with someone who can help you manage your diabetes because that'll help increase your overall health and wellness and also improve your sexual health function and and enjoyment. So people like to think of sexual health as very niche, but in actuality, it's actually quite tied to the rest of your life and your health and, and and your lifestyle. And it can be a harbinger. It's almost like a canary in the coal mine for other issues. And I think we're starting to unpack that and starting to develop more referrals and handoffs um, where it makes sense in order to be able to support people and that's that's really exciting and so I'm here and it's cool to learn from all these other companies that are are doing something similar or maybe in a different space and being able to trade trade experiences and trade stories has been useful yeah yeah and I guess probably in helping spread awareness to like other types of even vendors or even other areas of the you know, healthcare world, other types of providers like the PCPs who you said, you know, surprising, maybe kind of surprisingly are, are not as comfortable. Oh. That sort of is a shock to me, actually. You would think that that would be pretty, you know, basic to their training. But I guess that is my last question there is um, in the healthcare world, how do we kind of broaden the education and broaden the awareness on this subject so that it, as much as we do need folks who are dedicated to this topic and know everything about it, we also need a broader base of education as well. Yeah, I think people forget that doctors are subject to the same stigma and kind of conditioning, social conditioning around sex that the rest of us are. And within med school, they're they're often taught how to treat the body but not the person. And stigma is certainly not a part of their training as standard kind of medical education. 
And so they, they, they'll bring their own preconceived notions or uh, misconceptions about sex to, to these interactions with patients. And so for us at TBD Health, one of the things we really invest in is upskilling for our clinicians to make sure that they have a base of education where we can ha unpack these discussions around all the different aspects of your life and identity that might impact your sex life. Um, we make room for that when we provide education and we provide a lot of peer support so folks can go out and learn and bring resources back to the team to educate each other. And that's been really useful. And I think that's kind of the only way we can increase kind of sexual health literacy even amongst our caregivers. Yeah. So that's something we feel very strongly about. And at the same time, building community amongst patients so that they, community is important because it helps you feel less alone. And um, I think that that's something that also really helps when you can have a community that's kind of shepherded or guided by a sexual health entity like TBD Health that can provide medically accurate information <laughs> that's also sex positive. It's harder to find than you might think. And, proud to be playing a role in that yeah that's awesome well thank you so much for uh, coming out to healthcare strategies today we're so glad to get to actually have you here in person and hopefully have you back sometime thank you so much this is so much fun <laughs> yeah. listeners thank you for joining us on healthcare strategies industry perspectives when you get a chance subscribe to our channels on spotify and apple and leave us a review to let us know what you think of this new series more industry perspectives are on the way, so stay tuned. This is a Tech Target production.